Hello, everybody. This is Ryan Hayes, and I'm back with another episode of the Crank Matt Podcast. Uh, it's been a good minute since I've done one. Uh, um, oddly enough, the last person I had on this podcast was Rocco Welsh, who just ended up winning a Pennsylvania state title. Um, he he looked like a, a a whole cheat code in the finals. Like it was, it really destroyed this guy. You know, I was glad to see him win. I've met the kid several times, so. Yeah, um, so I'm back with another podcast, um, and uh, so I have Frank uh, um on my podcast. Uh, he is a uh, a former D1 wrestler for the University of Michigan, um, former captain, uh, NCAA qualifier, uh, runs a uh, youth wrestling club up in Pennsylvania, but is, he's moving down here to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and we kind of just uh, got in touch with one another, and so... Uh, Frank, man, uh, what is going on? Ryan, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, hey, I'm excited to be on this podcast. I've been listening to uh, a few of your recordings, and I'm excited what you're doing for North Carolina wrestling. You know, I'll be honest. Like, uh, I don't really know how good I am at it. I just try to do it. Um, it, it all depends on I, – I may get that one because a, a lot of times they're kids, and then sometimes kids are very hesitant to talk, and then you'll get some that will – just they're they're on fire so um you know i'm glad you enjoyed them i I usually get positive uh uh feedback and stuff but uh so tell us like a little bit about yourself and i'll kind of do a little bit of introduction but just tell us a little bit about yourself in wrestling absolutely yeah i'll uh, you know start with um uh i am an i'm from new jersey originally so how i got into wrestling is uh the easy way my dad just signed me up uh he didn't wrestle i had no one in the family that wrestled and uh he signed me up in third grade. I wrestled for the Manchester Junior Falcons. He thought it would be helpful for me for football, you know, to get tougher. And, and, it, and it was. But funny enough, uh, I joined with a few of my buddies and, and they all quit. And so I said, Dad, you know, I'm going to quit. Uh, and I learned an important life lesson that I've uh, kept with me in wrestling and said, you don't quit anything. You, you don't quit. You, you finish what you start. So uh, I kept at it with wrestling. You know, I would say. I didn't get real serious, uh, Ryan, till probably about the sixth grade. I was um, I was probably a scrapper, seasonal wrestler. I was I was more of a brawler out there. I didn't have any technique uh, until about the sixth grade. I, I met a coach, and he's famous in New Jersey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out to him. His name is Ron Jones, or they call him Jonesy. Um, so he was a, my first uh, coach. He's got a club called Drill Masters. Uh, New Jersey people probably know him well, but then uh, he didn't have a, a club at that time. So I got into a club called. Uh, you might know this one, Ryan. Tell me if you heard it. Edge School of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my club. So that was getting started at the time. And my dad signed me up. And, and that's where I really refined and really got serious about the sport of wrestling. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know you kind of you went on to uh, uh, wrestle, uh, wrestle University of Michigan. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're doctor now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. So I'm actually, I'll tell you a little about, about that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm older uh, for some of you out there listening. Uh, my career ended a long time back in, in 2000, but uh, I'm a physician now. I work in the intensive care unit. Um, so I am coming down. I live in Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you a little bit about our club here and what we've done here. But we're moving to Fayette. My whole family's moving to Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I'll give a shout out to the Outlaws as well. Uh, they got a good wrestling school. Uh, you know, I think, Ryan, you you told me about Josh Thompson and uh, Darius Jackson. Those guys seem like cool guys. So so I'll be heading down to Fayetteville. I got a job at uh, Cape Fear Valley Medical Center, and I'm an intensive care physician. So 
uh, it's right up the line of wrestling. You know, intensive care unit, we take care of patients that are dying, that are sick. And, uh, you know, we, we, we do whatever we can to keep them alive, uh, put them on breathing machines, ventilators. So, so it's intense. So it, it kind of brings me back to my wrestling days, uh, that kind of intensity. And so it's kind of why I was drawn to uh, the field of uh, intensive care. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. How has everything been uh, with, with COVID and, and your position uh, as a doctor, especially intensive care? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, you know, it's been a crazy, <laughs> crazy couple of years. I don't even know how long it is now. <laughs> so it, it's, uh, but, I, you know, um, intensive care, you know, ICU or whatever people refer to it as. So, I, you know, we work with a lot of the patients who had COVID who were sick as, of the sick. Um, so I was one of the first people who volunteered to be in our, you know, at that time we had the COVID unit. Now a lot of the COVID patients are, are spread out throughout the units, but we take precautions. But, you know, it was crazy. We didn't know much about the virus. We're still learning a lot about the virus. We've come a long way, but we still have light ways to go. But I think it's now kind of part of, um, you know, at first it was very unusual. We didn't know what to do. But now I, I'd say, you know, we, we, we just, it's just part of the job you know, and uh, it was tough. There was a lot of burnout with physicians and nurses and uh, other medical personnel, but, you know, I get off, to- not only get off too off topic, but back to wrestling a little bit. I, I think my wrestling background really prepared me for the pandemic, you know, in many ways um, just, you know, just high level stress, you know, I've been in big matches where I had to sort of uh, step up and, you know, there's a lot of adversity to battle through, you know, in the COVID unit and, Wrestling taught me all those skills, you know, so if you young guys are out there listening to it, you know, it's not about just winning state titles and, 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 you know, national titles. That's great. But the, but what you get from the sport of wrestling carries with you the rest of your life. You're going to take that into any job, whether you're medicine or any job. And I know Ryan, you can attest to that too. All the, all the character traits that you learn from wrestling, you're going to take it with you. So wrestling teaches you about life. For, for sure. For sure. So what brought about this move? I know you, you have a 10 year old son that wrestles. And then uh, I know we talked over a message and you, you, you said, Hey, you know, I'm coming down to Fedville to take this position, but yeah. I'm almost feeling like I'm, I'm committing wrestling suicide by leaving Pennsylvania. Um, so, but tell me what made you want to, what's wrong up there that you don't want to stay up there with the job you have. Oh yeah. Well, a little background too. So my, all my kids were born in North Carolina. So my training, I, I actually trained at East Carolina university and I did my residency there. So go pirates. Um, but you know, I was down there, you know, we had all our children. I have three children. I have a, a girl, five-year-old girl, Theodora, my son, Josiah, and I have a 12 year old daughter, Natalia. And my wife, Michelle and I, you know, we love North Carolina. Um, we've been up here in Pennsylvania and we just were, Got offered a great job at Cape Fear Valley, great position, uh, more time with my family, you know, more money, more uh, better hours. And I, it's something I couldn't pass up. And my family, my father lives in New Jersey, and he's been thinking about moving south as well. So just too many things that all came together. Uh, but but I was, <laughs> I was hesitant. I think I reached out to you. And, and again, I don't mean to offend any North, Car- North Carolinians or especially wrestlers, but I was nervous leaving the Mecca, so to speak, you know, of Pennsylvania wrestling uh, and, and moving out. But I, I know North Carolina is doing some big things. So so I was excited. But but I was a little nervous. You know, I was I was happy about the job, but I was I was really nervous about wrestling. Yeah, that, that's understandable. I think, you know, if you you start out somewhere where you know that wrestling's kind of on a big level and then you got to kind of 
move somewhere where wrestling is big, but not as big, and the, the no. talent pool isn't as as big. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes decisions can't be made just about wrestling. It has to be as the family as a whole. So I can understand that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, most certainly. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about wrestling up there in Pennsylvania, because some of the big news as of yet is uh, uh, you, you, you got the Keystone uh, State Tournament. You just had the PJW State Tournament. Uh, you know, from what I'm reading, the PJW State Tournament wasn't as big in some weight classes as it has in the past. And, you know, and you got two two state tournaments and everybody's like, well, we should be one. Um and I think it came because I think PJW canceled theirs last year because of COVID. So Keystone stepped in and now they're not, yeah. they don't want to step back out and give. So like, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Just for the, the listeners. I mean, this is more youth wrestling, you know, the PIAA States has two divisions, double A, triple A. And so that's, that happened and that ran really smoothly. We're talking more about junior high youth wrestling. And what happened, like the background is PJW or Pennsylvania junior wrestling has always had a, a real big um, youth tournament. Um, it, it has 14, Pennsylvania, I think it's fit up to 14 areas. And the top two for youth, 12 and under, and the top three for junior high go on to the state championships in, its, in it, the Peterson Center in, Pens- in, um, in uh, Pittsburgh. So in 2020, uh, because of COVID, they can't, PJWs canceled their tournament. And then 2021, they announced early uh, PJWs that they weren't going to have a youth state tournament. So a new group came in called Keystones, and they said, well, we want uh, Pennsylvania to have a youth tournament. So they stepped in, and that in 2021, they had a youth tournament. And they split it a little differently. They did it in regions, five regions um, throughout Pennsylvania, and top six go. So still about the same amount of qualifiers. So that was great. We're thankful to Keystone uh, to have a states last year. Um, but then this year was, was really, I think, where a lot of the uh, – um, I don't know the best word to say it because if you read social media, people are very upset about it, but now there's two state tournaments. So now PJs is back and said, Hey, we've been here. We're not going away. And, and Keystone said, you know, Hey, we're not going away either. Um, And so I, I don't know. I think we have two state tournaments and I don't think either one is, is going away. So I think we just have to embrace the fact that there's uh, two state tournaments now. And, you know, and, and I hear a lot of people complaining. Uh, Some of the reasons are, you know, uh, well, if there's two state champs, how do we know it's, this is a watered down a bit. If you, if both kids can't actually go, some of the qualifiers conflicted, Ryan. So some of the kids can't do both. So couldn't do both. Uh, so that was one problem. Financially, it's tough. You know, it, it's, it's tough right now in the economy. So parents have to travel to two state tournaments. One's in Erie, one's in Pittsburgh. So I get the fact that cost is a big issue. So it's tough. I, I think it's tough. I, I, I don't see it changing. You know, I hope over time it evolves into something like maybe one will do an odd age tournament and one will do an even age tournament. Maybe that's the way they resolve it. But, but I don't know if there's going to be a resolution. But I look at it right now. My son's going to both. We were, we were fortunate enough to have different qualifiers, fortunate enough to be able to go to both. And we're fortunate enough my son qualified for both. You know? So, it's, you know, I just look at it as two big state tournaments. Let's go get some good, good experience. Let's wrestle. Let's have fun. And uh, I'm not too worried about it. You know, if one kid wins, I'm not going to say and, and loses the other one. I won't tell him he's not a state champ. I mean, so these are youth. These are youth. It's not going to make or break their career. It's just good experience, good wrestling, more mat time, and just go out there, have fun. So that's where we're at with it, I think. Yeah, I, I understand that. I think also, I mean, if you really want to look at it, it's also a, it's money. Like they're they're making money off of it. And 
they seen how much money they made off of it last year. So why would they just kind of give all this up to PJW? PJW? I mean, I, it's the same way in North Carolina. You got an AAU states and the NC Way states and uh, that state, this state, and you kind of don't really know what's what. You know, I just think that, you know, somebody should probably back off and say, okay, let's let's make this about the kids and just have one state tournament. But, it, but you know, Greek, Greek tries to conquer all, and I think that that's a, a little bit of what you have in there. I mean, you probably agree. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. My wife said don't say anything too bad about them, but it probably does come out somewhat to some, you know, to money. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're thankful to Keystones for stepping up and, and PJs for having it for years. So I can't be mad at either one. I, I get it. But I think we just embrace it. I, I hope, you know, my, my solution would be someone does a, a an odd age tournament, mm-hmm. meaning like a 7U, 9U, 11U maybe, and then the other one does an even age tournament, 8U, 10U, 12U. We'll see, though. I, you know, that's my suggestion of maybe how they can get around it. So, um. So coming into North Carolina, um, what are what are some of the things you're wanting to try to maybe do to help the state wrestling yeah. wise? Yeah, you know I'm real thankful that I met the guys from Outlaws. I di- I didn't know what was available in um, in Fayetteville, and uh, I went down to the club and, and met Josh and met Darius. Uh, they seem like great guys, and they want they want to grow the sport in Fayetteville and throughout North Carolina. So. You know, I'm just happy to come down and have a place to to coach at, you know, and give back my experience and what I've learned. Um, so, I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I can to promote the sport and uh, build up not just our club, but but anyone who wants to come. I, I'd like to sort see our kids go out and travel to other clubs or invite other clubs down to our club and really work together and collaborate. You know, as you, as you mentioned, you know, we're it's, you know, that wrestling's growing and, you know, working together, I think is the only way to kind of build the sport, you know? So again, I'm just going to you know, really just be very thankful and help out in any way I can. For sure. And, you know, and I know we were kind of talking a little bit and I, I've probably been very, very uh, critical of North Carolina wrestling. And, and believe me, um, I only do it because I, I want to see the stakes succeed and I have 24 years of being in North Carolina wrestling as a wrestler, official coach, volunteer, whatever it is, doing podcasts, doing media stuff. And I think, I think there's just problems overall with people wanting to work together. And it's great that you want to be able to work with other clubs to see that's just been the exact problem is that um, clubs don't want to work with one another, but because the moment, someone from another club club comes to your club and then they'd say, I like this club better. And they don't go back to that club. And I think that's kind of the reason of, of, of why that is. And I think that sometimes people uh, think that their club is the end all be all. So when I started kind of uh, promoting kids trying to travel and whether it be to other clubs in North Carolina or out of state, I got so much pushback uh, from it. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, some of the same problems you're describing there happen here. You know, I know kids travel. So so I'll go back to my story. I, I'm from New Jersey, and I, I did go to the Edge School of Wrestling, but um, Ernie, you know, uh, my coach, Ernie Monaco, would encourage me to go other places, you know, because I was upperweight. So sometimes finding partners was tough. So I would travel all around. There wasn't as many clubs back then. So I would travel around, wrestle anywhere I could. My dad would take me anywhere. But even, even in Pennsylvania, I think some of the – there's some fear going to different clubs that, you know, they may lose those kids. And even some of the high school coaches are nervous sending kids to club. So, so we have those same issues, but, but I I do think that, you know, working together um, 
and not worried about, you know, if a kid's, you're going to lose that kid uh, to a different club. You know, I, I think the key is working together. You know, if there's definitely a, a, an issue with the depth, and let's say there's an issue with depth in North Carolina, the big difference I see is the depth in Pennsylvania. This is so deep. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but it's so deep. So you might not have to travel as far, but it's a very rural state too. So people do travel, go to different clubs, um, and, and they're better for it. They just pick up different techniques, and they might take it back to their club. So, so I'm I'm a big believer. I'm with you, Ryan. That I think that. Uh, working together, traveling. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting other coaches, inviting them, um, inviting them to our club, or et cetera, and, and, and having them come and go into their clubs. I'd hope they extend that invitation to us. You know, I'm going to collaborate with my friends in Pennsylvania, bring them down, maybe bring some kids up to Pennsylvania. So I think we need to work together to really get these kids. It's all because it's really all about the kids, not the coach. So if we can get these kids working together and, and, and growing, um, I think we'll take off. Yeah, for sure. I actually – I've, of course, in the last uh, year, I've probably been in PA so many times, um, um, paid, paid over $200 in like tolls, like just <laughs> being up that way. And, and it's really crazy how everything is kind of spread out. Um, I had two kids with me and we were, we were at M2, David yeah. Taylor's gym, yeah. and then they wanted to go work out um, at Ranger Pride um, with the with the Bassets at Compound, and I was like, "That's that's a whole like hundred mile drive." And yeah. but those kids from from a Ranger Pride Compound, they actually make that drive up to State College. I mean, like it's nothing, you know. And I think I think that's a good for them. But sometimes, you know, and in North Carolina, I think some of the problem we have we can't we can't get kids to drive fifteen miles to go to a club and it's like trying to put that mindset. If you're going to do this sport, you know, why not try to give it your all? And, um, you know, so I, I actually liked the fact of, you know, being able to see high level wrestling like that. And I want to kind of take some of these ideas. Um, and I, I don't know it, I guess, I don't know if it's like that all the time, but for instance, the one week that we the, the week that I was up there at the M2 with the, these two kids, um, they had their, PIAA tournament and there were kids in there scrapping with each other that were probably going to have to see each other in this high school tournament for the state championship and they had no problems wrestling each other and that's something you it's kids just want to stay away from each other throughout the whole year if they're going to end up in a weight same weight class in North Carolina like I, I never got that concept no we and again in our our room uh so my club is the Buffalo Valley Wrestling Club um and again I, I just want to say too Ryan, you ever want to come up to – we're in Milton, Pennsylvania. If you ever want mm -hmm. to come up and wrestle, your, your door's open. Uh, mm -hmm. We embrace anyone who wants to come in and, and, and join. Uh, but, yeah, no, you'll, you'll, we had two kids that battled all year. You know, uh, we had our first high school state champion from our club this year, Connor Hare. Uh, that's that's our, my, my partner, Denny Hare, the other coach. That's his son. But uh, there was a kid battling him week, week after week, whether it was districts, regions. He came in and work at, been working out with him for years. Um, so a lot of these kids are going to see each other. They battle each other. And I think that's what I think uh, you mentioned iron sharpens iron. That's exactly what it is. So these kids are just button heads and, and banging and getting better. And um doesn't matter if they're going to wrestle. Um, they just want to make each other better. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think like here, like uh, I, I deal, I, I, I guess I deal a lot with a lot of, uh, I'm a very vocal guy. So I deal a lot with a lot of pushback for some of the stuff and, that, that I say, and I think that, uh, I think we do, it, 
I think we do have a lot of uh, like a lot of problems in North Carolina. Like we have, like we have our, our state team, right? Um, NC Way, they'll have like their their state team of like all star dual teams for like little kids, and you know I think you know one of the biggest problems that I've always seen, and and, and, I, and I like NC Way is that you'll get it. They'll put out a team. Um, they'll put out a a team of kids, but some of the kids that should be on there, they, they don't get the spot because one of the coaches wants their kid in that spot, even though the kid that they don't want to put on there is beat their kid like several times. Sometimes I think the reason why you have bad wrestling in the sense of, or, or bad things, sometimes I think parents get a little bit too involved and sometimes they don't know kind of how to step back and, and kind of let, let things fall where they fall. You know, I mean, you you're as a as a parent coach how like how are how are you and you know in your son's relationship when it comes to wrestling and things like that yeah it's tough so we you know uh you know i'm getting a little anxious too this week is the keystone state so you know and uh you know i try to i try to coach my son when i'm in the room and uh when we get home it's i'm trying to be a dad it's hard sometimes because i think of moves or i think of something that he, he needs to work on but I have to take a deep breath and, uh, uh, you know, work on it tomorrow. So we'll wait to the room, you know, get in the room. So it's tough. I think being a, a parent coach is tough. Um, but again, back to your, you know, when you were talking about, you know, politics, I guess with that, that I mean, it happens here too. Uh, unfortunately, I think parents, you know, can ruin the sport for kids. Um, they live through their, they can live through their kid or put a little too much pressure on their kid. And I think sometimes they ruin the sport for the kid. Um, so that, that's unfortunate, but that happens everywhere. I mean, it's not just North Carolina, that's Pennsylvania, that's New Jersey. Uh, and you hate, you hate to see that, you know, kid, kids learn, kids growing. And then you got parents put a lot of pressure on their kid and, you know, it becomes about them, not the kid. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I think, uh, I, and I, and I've seen it a lot. It's like, you end up getting that one kid, you know, he's starting to do well. And then when he hits high school, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And it's mainly yeah. because of just the pressure, of having to um, deal, uh, you know, with his parents kind of holding him to, the, you know, to a certain expectation and, and, you know, really, really ruins something for the kid. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think at the end of the day that a lot of parents, and I think they, they mean well, but I think sometimes it's just that competitive, especially the two, you know, the, the, the dads and, yeah, they, they're, it's just that competitive and it's like that, you know, just want their kid to win. And I get that. It's just kind of keep it, keep it a healthy environment. Um, and, you know, so I think, uh, I, and I hadn't talked to Josh in a while. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you, cause I'll, I'll tell you outlaws is one of those clubs that are, that they're growing and you really hadn't heard really much about them because uh, Josh started this venture actually he called me he called me when he first started debating that he called me i want to say back in august he's like hey man i think we're getting ready to do this and do that and i was like you know you pull the trigger let's go and and uh you know now he's kind of he's got some got some bodies in there so um what are what are some things that that uh you can help with that club you know to kind of help them get to a, a higher level you know, I'm you know, a big believer, you know, to be systematic with the sport of wrestling. So the technique is one thing, you know, when I've seen, and I don't mean to be generalized, but, you know, Pennsylvania teams that I've coached wrestle against other, other states, you know, um, 
what I've noticed is, you know, a lot of the kids from Pennsylvania uh, are very high level, you know, keep very good fundamental basics. Um, so, you know, I hope to bring that same philosophy, just, fu just fundamental techniques um, and really build on it. You know, I think you have to start with good, good position, good technique, and really build it in a systematic way. You know, start a good foundation very early. You know, some kids that come to our club uh, later that maybe didn't have good foundation, it's, it's hard to correct some of the mistakes they make, you know, especially if they happen too early and whether they were taught wrong or taught incorrectly by, you know, very sincere people who meant well, but it's hard to correct those mistakes. Sometimes I'll grab the youth kids and I'll look at the high school kids and I'll say a lot of these guys are making mistakes. So this is the time to get it right when you're young. And, and so, so that, you know, that's one thing. I think technique is really, really building a strong foundation, fundamentals, good, solid technical positions, uh, and then build from there. Because kids want to go jump into, you know, all these fancy moves, but you got to know fundamentals and basics. And that really is what, win cha what wins championships. And the second thing is, you know, I think just the mindset, you know, just having these kids really believe that, you know, though they're from North Carolina, they can compete. Because what I saw when I went in some of the rooms in North Carolina was a lot of talent, a lot of athletic kids, a lot of talent. It's there. You know, I think they just have to hone some of their mindset and really believe uh, that they can compete at these high level, high level tournaments and go out there and, and, you know, go out there and, hey, maybe they go first time, they go 0 and 2 and they lose, but that's okay. Come back next year and just keep building and uh, just teach them that they can, they can compete, you know, as long as they sort of uh, stay focused and keep working hard. I think there's, there's nothing in Pennsylvania. They weren't born with a wrestling gene, you know, so <laughs> I think a lot of it is just hard work. Um, and, uh, and keeping at it, you know, you know, a lot of it is, you know, these great kids in Pennsylvania, they wrestle year round. So I think some of these kids have to commit, even if they play other sports, at least to wrestling once a week or coming out there consistently, if they really want to be great. Yeah. You know, I think we have, uh, we can be able to do that in a sense of, I mean, we, we have what, seven D one colleges for wrestling just right here in North Carolina. And, and it's like, like the, the, the town and kids being able to get places to wrestle at a, at a higher level is there. I think, uh, NC state and UNC, they offer a, an, an RTC. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I preach that because all you have to do is live within 250 miles of it, uh, place top two in your state tournament or world trials or, or whatever. And then, I have and have a USA membership and it's absolutely free to practice. And I, yeah, sometimes I'm like more kids should take advantage of that. I mean, uh, you know, there were, there, there, a, a lot of them do, but then like some of the best ones, it's like you, you get to go in a club and you get to wrestle. Let's say you're NC state, like your high school kid and you get to drill with, go to NC state, you drill with Jacob Camacho or Hayden Heidley or uh, Tariq Wilson. And like, it's not like those guys are going to be like, no, I'm not going to drill with you because you're in high school. Like they're really wanting to help and take time away from what they're doing to get ready for their, their world, their world teams and, and this and that to try to help these kids. And, you know, it's, it's really something that's really, really underutilized that I try to promote a lot of these kids getting to these, uh, these RTCs. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, I've always preached that. I tell you, um, we, and I, I guess you still want to, I guess because they did the bulk of everything in North Carolina, uh, we had a kid who's a homegrown North Carolina kid. He went up to uh, Wyoming Seminary and the kid won, uh, had an undefeated prep 
like season went while I was seminary. Kid won uh Beast of the East, he won Power Eight, he won prep states up there in Pennsylvania, then won prep nationals. And that kid is a homegrown North Carolina kid who just had a dad that kind of knew how to do it right. Um yeah. then there's another kid who is a Bishop McCourt kid that goes to compound. Um uh, kid plays third at Super 32 and he's having a real good uh prep season up there. So like the talent pool is in North Carolina. It's just, it's just being able to, like you said, being able to get get a get kids dedicated to be able to get themselves up to that to that level. Um absolutely kids, I mean high school kids need to take advantage of that uh RTC. I think there's a few, right? Tar Hill has one, NC State, mm-hmm. I think App State has one. Um, right. again I think it's freestyle. You have to place top four freestyle. If you got if, if you guys are listening to it, USA Wrestling has if you USA Wrestling RTC, it'll give you all your criteria. Boy, just like you know, just like Ryan said, you, you get the butt heads with top guys in, in the nation. Um, so yeah, definitely that that'd be something kids in North Carolina can take advantage. Of. I know North, I mean, excuse me, Pennsylvania kids do take advantage of that and go to the RTCs, whether it's you know Lock Havens. There's one locally. Actually, that's how we started, uh, Ryan, through the Buffalo Valley RTC, Buffalo Valley Regional Training Center. That's Bucknell's club. So mm-hmm. we were a youth club at Bucknell until COVID hit, and then we had to uh, split off, and then we became a club. So we were we were wrestling out of the Bucknell room, and uh, there was an RTC affiliated with that as well. So yeah, that's a big way uh, I think for kids to be in the room, uh, interact with some of these coaches and wrestlers, and and kind of really develop that mindset and see and, and kind of get a, a vision for your future. You know, hey, I can be at this level too. You know, it's it's funny because. When you, when the high school season's done, I think a lot of kids they just still stay with folk style. Like free, you'll have club coaches that will say, "Yeah, well, you know, I, I started to do freestyle, then I started to notice that you know kids weren't showing up as much." Um, freestyle in North Carolina isn't as as big; it's not promoted. Like when we we send a, a team to Fargo every year, but I mean. This past year, you know, we sent a team. They did the best they could, but we had we had our state tournament in June, uh, mid June, and then a month later, you know, you you had Fargo. So those kids literally got less than less than a month to actually kind of work their freestyle. But um, you know, we have a good we have a good USA wrestling chapter here. A guy that named Ed, Ed Duncan that runs it, and um, you know, he's always trying to promote freestyle. It's just getting the kids to jump on board to it some kids they think is boring and i i'd rather watch freestyle before folk style like i i, I got into it real big traveling with with uh with a couple kids that, that just happened to be real good and i yeah i, yeah, I yeah, what, a lot of fun um yeah I, i'll say this and i'll put a plug in for freestyle so my my background i was a new jersey state champ but my ju- but my junior year i actually got hurt so I hadn't even, you know, placed at this point. So I'm a junior. I get hurt. I'm number one guy in the state undefeated. So, you know, part of wrestling too, you know, you kind of turn negatives into positives. So I was really bummed, hurt my knee, had, missed the, missed the uh, uh, state, the um, regular season for folk style. So I said, all right, next best thing, let's get it. And uh, had that year made the junior world team and placed at the junior worlds. I placed six of the junior worlds. And uh, that got me on the map. So coaches started looking. That was, you know, freestyle and Greco. So coaches started looking. Who's this guy? Um, and uh, I'll tell you where I got my scholarship was at the junior nationals, my junior year. Uh, a 
wrestled um, a kid and they coaches came to scout him, saw me beat him. And they said, well, who's this kid? And, uh, you know, so uh, I, after that tournament, I took fourth my junior year um, at Fargo, but I had beaten some studs and, and I lost to, you probably know this name, Stephen Neal, mm-hmm. NCAA champ, world champ, played for the um, New England Patriots, a Super Bowl. So I lost him in a close match. And they said, who is this guy? So, so my scholarship to University of Michigan, I earned a full ride to Michigan was based on my, I think my, well, that junior season, even though I was hurt out for the folk style season, was was based on the fact that I made the world team and then uh, wrestled and beat some really good guys and then lost some close matches actually at the junior nationals. So after that, I had college uh, colleges calling me, went on visits, and I had signed before my senior season at University of Michigan. So I'm really going to put a plug in for the junior nationals for freestyle, seeing, seeing a kid wrestle at that national level uh, so maybe you don't turn heads in North Carolina. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But go out and beat a couple studs from different states like I did, and then you'll start turning heads, and they'll they'll notice you. Yeah, and and that's the thing is just getting those kids to get out of their comfort zone. And, and like it's a lot of a lot of stuff is comes down to financial stuff too. I mean, yeah. they they have the they have the cadet and junior uh, world trials in Las Vegas this year. And yeah, you know, I think some some kids from North Carolina they want to go and try their luck at trying to make a world team. And then uh, last year they held that same tournament just for cadet only at, at Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. And um, you know, if the, if if the kids can afford it, if they can afford it, they should you know go out there and, and try it. I mean, I mean, if anything, if you lose, you're in Las Vegas. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. What and much you? There's not much you could do. I mean at under 18 in Las Vegas anyways, but I mean, you're still in Vegas. I mean, have fun if you can do it. Uh, a question for you. Um, sure. it's at Michigan. Um, tell me like just a little bit about like just that program and you know, how it's kind of like, like how it's helped you just kind of now, like all the way up to the age you are now, just tell me a little bit about that program at Michigan where you, the impact it's had on you. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the sport of wrestling has changed my life, but so many things happen in college. I mean, you know, now, every, you know, Michigan's been on the map for years, but, you know, they just won the Big Ten title, so shout out, go blue. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have to defend that at the Nationals. But uh, Sean Bormet and, and company have done a great job up there. But my coach was Joe McFarland, and, uh, you know, people call him the Silver Fox. He, you know, he taught me a lot about the sport, and there's so many things at Michigan. I mean, probably the biggest lesson I learned when I was at Michigan, um, I – my career got ended a bit short and I battled a lot of injuries, uh, particularly it was a rotator cuff tear. I wrestled with it. I tried to keep wrestling with it, had pretty, you know, big major operation. And I remember the big turning point probably in my life is, uh, uh, Joe McFarland called me in the office. And after the surgery, I, I know the doctor had said, Hey, you know, shoulders torn up, you know, there's, there's probably, we're going to repair, repaired it, but likely he'll, you'll, won't be able to wrestle again. So I remember McFarlane and I, I looked him straight in the eye and he told me this, said, Frank, hey, you know, we cover your scholarships covered by the NCA. Doctor doesn't think you can wrestle anymore. What do you want to do? So, it, you know, it's one of those moments where I, I looked at my coach and I remember that lesson where we started, you know, I told my, my dad told me don't quit. And at that point it wouldn't reasonable, right? Reasonable, you know, bad injury. Doctor said, you know, probably going to be hard to come back. But to me, it was one of those moments where I said, hey, I got to make a decision. 
you know, I don't quit on anything. I learned that when I was in third grade from my dad. So I came back my senior season and uh, I was nominated team captain. I had, I had a really good season. I, I made it down to NCAAs. Um, and, you know, that, that stuck with me for the rest of my life, that lesson at Michigan. You know, anytime things got hard, because things will get hard. You know, young people don't know, right, if you listen to this podcast. Uh, but as life goes on, it gets harder, right? You're a parent, um, you know, tough job, you know, adversity comes up. I always look back to that lesson that, you know, uh, I learned that never quit, never give up. And so came back and like I said, had a phenomenal senior season, uh, ranked nationally, you know, didn't get where I wanted to get, but I was so proud of the fact that I came through an injury and kept wrestling through it and was able to get back on the mat. To me, that was a win uh, regardless because so many things are external in wrestling. You can't control all the external things, but you can only control what you can control. So worry about that. And for me, it was just getting back on the mat and wrestling, you know, regardless of how I did, it was just getting back on the mat. So that, that, that lesson I take to my, my, with me the rest of my life and then try to teach my kids and my wrestlers, you know, never quit, you know, uh, things will, things will come up, external challenges. You can't control those only control what you can control. So those are the things I took from Michigan. I actually sat down with Joe McFarland before he retired and had lunch with him and I, and I thanked him for that, you know, for that opportunity to come back. For sure. I want to switch gears a little bit. I know we're, you were kind of getting into it and you kind of stopped yourself. Um, yeah. I want to go back to the, 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 the being a physician. Um, yeah. What, what made you choose ICUs? It's always something about um, intensive care that, that, that's scary, right? If you're, <laughs> if you're in there, you're, you're going to go one or two things is probably going to happen. If it didn't happen and right now it's going to happen and, you know, you, you get, you go and you do your, your morning, uh, I guess, visits with patients. And then you walk out of there knowing that that, that patient's probably going to not be living by this time tomorrow. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that and being able to kind of give that news to families and just having to deal with postmortem every day? Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, um, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's hard. I mean, part of the ICU job, you know, patients die, even though despite, you doing all the right things, patients are going to die, you know, um, and that's hard. That is really hard. Um, so you never want to lose that compassion for, for patients and for families. So it is, it is difficult, but I, again, I, I go back really the, the sport of wrestling taught me all these things. I, I do think it's Dan Gable that said, once you wrestle, everything's easy. So medicine is one of the hardest fields you can choose. There's so many important fields to go into, but it's a, it's a hard field, but a lot of the lessons go back to, to wrestling and, you know, um, you know, I don't see it as a failure. If uh, a patient does die, there's so many good things that we can do. Maybe talk with that family, put that family at ease. They know that we did our best for that patient. Uh, being there, holding a hand with a patient when no one else is there. Uh, these are tough things to, to do. But, you know, I, I, I think that um, the intensity of wrestling, the intensity of, of this career, particularly ICU, uh, just suited me well. You know, I'm always a, a pretty intense guy. Uh, in anything I do. So, I, you know, it, it, the field that really attracted me, uh, especially in a moment where a patient's heart stopped and you're doing CPR or, or a resuscitation where you're trying to keep someone and sustain someone alive. I mean, those are pressure filled moments and being a leader and stepping up in those moments. Those kinds of things attracted me to the field. Um, it's, it's a hard field to get into or, or excuse me, stay in because it, it gets harder and harder. But, you know, I come home and, you know, maybe it's after like a go back to I had a bad practice or a bad match. I mean, you can't feel sorry for yourself, right? I mean, 
you know, only I heard, think I heard it. Only your mom feels sorry for you. Uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, you got to get up the next day and you got to you got to get back at it. And so and that's part of medicine, you know, and, and, and finding outlets, I think, too. Wrestling is hard and to grind. So you could, I always found outlets to take off some stress. And, and same thing when I walk in, I, I see my family. I talk to my wife. You know, I'll, I get my mind off medicine. So you got to find outlets to sort of ease that stress or get that relieve that stress. And one thing that I, I, I didn't ask you, sure. how how is your your how are your kids taking this move coming, you know, moving away from friends? My my daughters are uh, OK with it. They they actually liked North Carolina. My oldest, she remembers North Carolina. She wants to get back to warm weather. Uh, we get a lot of snow here. It just snowed last week. Um but my son is probably taking it the hardest, I would say. You know, he's pretty close with um, the kids at the wrestling club and football team. Um, but I think he's going to be young enough. He's only fourth grade. Um, so he's young enough where I think he's going to pick up and, and transition, especially with sports. I think, you know, sports is a brotherhood, whether it's football, wrestling. He's going to make uh, good friends and he's going to have that brotherhood around them. So my wife, my family, it's mixed feelings. I think we're sad to leave, but we're, we're happy for the next steps. And when will this like take place? Like when, when do you have to be down here in, in, in the, uh, in the uh, medical center? Um, I, I start my job at Cape fear um, May 2nd. So, okay. so after the state tournaments, we're going to get packed up and, and ready to go. I already told Josh, let's, let's get some freestyle going down at outlaws. Yeah. Have um, you, have you <laughs> got us, have you got a spot down here yet? Have you, are you going to, I'm going to rent. I think I'm going to rent. Cause I, I, we talked a little bit about where to live in Fayetteville. Yeah, you might you might want to get that part figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna rent the first year, and then we'll kind of uh, see where we want to be in terms of school districts. Yeah, yeah, I I know that uh, I, that dag on Cape Fear is doing good too. They that's yeah. uh, I uh, so uh, you know, getting getting down here, if Fayette, like I think I told you, Fayetteville, you know, it depends on where you're at. It's it's a a military military city. I think I told you that. So it's. I think it's home to one of the biggest military bases in, like in a country, maybe in the world, but I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. of that, but uh, I know you're, you're busy, man. And I just want to say, Hey, you know, welcome back to, uh, to North Carolina. Um, and uh, can't wait to get you down here. looks like you got a lot of uh, ideas that, you know, just from your experience in wrestling that can help North Carolina. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will probably reach out to you, uh, you know, after this podcast or just, you know, want to pick your brain or, I mean, again, you know, you've, you've, you've had your kids on like a lot of teams from down South, like, you know, Roundtree Wrestling Academy. So, yeah. um, which Sammy's a great guy. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I got to go down there and I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, I want to do some kind of story on the, they, they got these kids, uh, mills. It's like freaking a million of them. And, uh, you know, I, I want to do a kind of little special. I think maybe one or two of them, like they, they won Tulsa or something. So I want to make sure they get get some Recon- get some shine. Yeah, recognize those kids. But uh, yeah, so welcome to North Carolina. Glad to have you. I know you're going to make an impact and help out with the wrestling world. Um, you know, so you know, you got any parting words before we get off here? No, for, you know, I want to thank you for this podcast. I mean, honestly, just giving some of these kids recognition for what they're doing and and trying to build the sport of wrestling you know I, I hear i hear you get a hard time but i but i think you're passionate and you want to see the state grow in wrestling so keep doing what you're doing I, i'm i'm very impressed by your podcast and i look forward to meeting you and even working together when i get down there 
Yeah, uh, uh, for sure. You, will you be jumping back in town before May 2nd? or? Um, uh, let's see. I, I'll probably be moving down end of April. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a – I'm actually thinking I'm like a – I got a store down the area. I'm actually like a retail crime investigator. So I, 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 there's a store down there that I got to, got to cover. I actually put, I put people in jail every day. So people don't know, like <laughs> I do this, I do this like media stuff. I don't make a dime off of it. I just do it out of the, out of the enjoyment of just being able to meet, um, meet kids and, and kind of follow their uh, career. And that's why I interview kids that are so young. Somebody asked me, why, why do you interview them so young? So one of the biggest things before you get off here is sure. so there's a, there's a method to it. Right. So when I first started this, I would call up, let's say for example, I call up, I, I find out a number for like Kyle Dake and I call him up and say, can I do this interview with you? <laughs> like, not that he says it that way, but it's like, man, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Click, you know? So if you get a kid that, you know, they're going to be like great, wrestlers and you develop that relationship so as they hit high school and then get into college you already have that relationship where you just call them up and say can i do an interview oh ryan yeah like yeah let's do it you know so that's kind of what i'm working toward yeah i got a great <laughs> interview for you if you want to hear it uh yeah, sure it's pennsylvania kids that's okay so uh connor Hare is a, a kid that's from our club 47 and 0 double a state champ at 145 uh, took fifth as a freshman, but uh, is de- you know he's actually one of the most decorated PJW uh, champs. I think he is the most P- decorated PJW uh, kids wrestlers. But his dad's also his coach. It's a mm-hmm. great story. That father son. He was a his father wrestled uh, collegiately as well. Was a runner up in the state tournament though. But the kid, the young man, has just got a great head on his shoulders. Connor, here you're going to be hearing great things from him. For sure. Yeah, I'll probably reach out to you because I watched the I did watch the double A finals. Couldn't get to the two way I was working, but I did watch the triple A final. So um it was good watching that. Well, hey, I'm a I'ma let you roll, man. Again, thank you for for uh for your time and uh being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it. Look forward to meeting you. Yes, sir. Uh everybody, that was uh Frank uh Serto. Um and he'll be here soon. And so you guys welcome him with open arms and and yeah, somebody's going to go to help us. Uh, this has been another episode of the uh, Crank Map Podcast. And everybody, you know, we're dealing with tough times in this country and in this world. So just say, stay safe. Uh, stay safe and uh, uh, have fun. Stay safe and, you know, pray for people because we need that. The, uh, so, yeah, thank you. And we'll see you all later. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan Hayes, and I'm, I'm back with a uh, episode of the Crate Matt Podcast, the Zaxa Video Podcast, first one. Uh, I'm using a different platform. I try to do the whole video thing. I got Levi Haynes, guest on the podcast, uh, Pennsylvania State Champion, two-time Super 32 runner-up, uh, who's number one winner, uh, Penn State commit, so many accolades this kid has. Uh, Levi, hey, man, thank you for being on the uh, show. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, you're getting ready to prepare to make your uh, make the world team again as a junior. Um, tell me a little bit about your preparation. Yeah, I've been uh, training at Nittany Lion Wrestling Club and also them too. Um, so I'm 
been getting a lot of good training in, a lot of great partners around my weight and uh, a lot of people that, that are also getting ready for that. So it's cool to uh, grow with those guys and, and kind of see each other uh, on our paths to, to achieve our goals and make the, the world team. Uh, so back in the fall, um, and, and I guess in preparation for such, uh, for world teams, you, uh, decided to forego wrestling your senior year at the uh, Big Laville high school, uh, to kind of prepare, uh, for the junior and then also ultimately prepare to wrestle at Penn state. Just tell me a little bit about that decision and how you came to it. Yeah. So I, I kind of was, uh, I knew this uh, opportunity to, to keep wrestling at the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, and I thought uh, that it would be a great opportunity instead of wrestling in high school because I was going to be able to stay uh, and work with the, the Penn State room and um, just continue to grow. And I feel, or I felt at that time, that I was going to have a much better chance of, of growing as a wrestler in that setting, and um, that I didn't really, um, it didn't bother me that I won't win a state title. That uh, I want to do bigger things in college, and and I think this route would uh, give me a the best chance to do so. So that that's what I ultimately chose, and uh, it's been been an awesome journey. Now I know you competed in a little bit of the uh, the college open tournaments. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that's been for you. Yeah, it's been a, a great adjustment. Um, my first uh, one I was at the Franklin Marshall Open. And uh, it was neat to, to wrestle on some college matches before actually being in college. Uh, I enjoyed all of them, all the opens I got to. I, I made it to two uh, opens. Wrestled at 157, felt good getting down to that weight and competed well. So it ultimately, it was a very positive experience. And I think the, the rules of college and uh, the way I wrestle are, uh, go very well together. And I think it could be seen when I, I was competing in those. And how how t like how tough like like the, tell me a little bit about the like the grown man strength that you felt up at that level. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a different level of strength with those guys just because they're a little bit older, more mature. But I think um, I never felt like I was outmanned by any of those guys. And I think with the longer periods being uh, three, two, two, seven minute matches really really helps my style because uh, I don't really uh, get tired and and I just keep that a high pace that really caused those guys to, to get tired and I can score a lot more points that way. Now, with the uh, junior trials uh, in Vegas, uh, tell me, uh, do, do you know anybody kind of in, in your whole little bracket? Tell me some people there that's going to be some good competition. Yeah, honestly, I haven't looked at any registration lists or anything yet. Uh, 70, I'm going to wrestle 74 kilos. Um, so I imagine that that's usually a pretty tough weight class. I, I don't know any off the top of my head that will be there yet, but, um, yeah, I, I can't come up come up with any off the top of my head. It, it'll be there. Um, uh, but it'll be tough for sure. It's Everybody wants to uh, – so if you win the Open, you kind of have, have an advantage of sitting in the finals of the junior trials. So a lot of the guys are going to enter in that and, and want that. So it's going to be a tough tournament, and – I'm excited for it. It's a good time. Get the rest of a lot of the guys I've been training with. So it's, it's pretty cool. You know, like, like last year, you know, it was it was a pretty competitive tournament. But I think now since everybody's kind of doesn't have the scare of COVID, I feel like it's going to be uh, 
a lot of uh, a lot of good kids there. I mean, just in general, everybody's trying to kind of be that guy to be able to be in position to kind of represent their their country on an, on a national level. Um, so you've been at a Penn State room uh, uh, a couple times. Uh, how was how was like that whole room? Like, tell me tell me about that room. I mean, and, and just kind of how Penn State is the powerhouse team that they are. Just tell me a little bit about that room and and, and things like that. Yeah, it's been it's been an awesome experience. Um, all these guys are, are really like minded and, and want to reach um, really high goals, and so um, it, it's cool to be elevated by those guys. And uh, they're out there chasing their their dreams just like I am. So everybody's always working hard and, and looking to do uh, that 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 ultimate goal. And just like one guy does this, then somebody's gonna chase them. And so they just kind of constantly elevating each other. And I think that. Uh, is what makes them one of the best teams in in the country and consistently. And uh, th- those guys just – they want to win and they'll do anything to do it. You know, what I found out um, with this whole uh, national-level type wrestling is that parents and kids, they're willing to kind of make a lot of sacrifices uh, for their kids. And um, – you have some kids that'll actually move to a whole different state and just pick up and move and their whole family move to a whole different state for wrestling. Um, what do you think about all that? I think if that's what, if, if a kid feels the need that he has to move to, to reach his goals, I think that's what he has to, uh, has to do. And I don't think a lot of those guys viewed as a sacrifice. I think they're like, this is what I had to do to become the best I can be. And so I think a lot of them are, are very willing to do that and, yeah, I, don't, I think if you ask a lot of those guys, it's not, not going to be a sacrifice. It's what they want to do. And I think uh, most of their parents really want to see them succeed. So they're willing to, to make that move to see them through and, and uh, expose them to the highest um, training they can. Um, I know a lot of guys who have done it, and I don't think their families ever viewed it as, a, as really a sacrifice. It's just what they do. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, now you said that way, I uh... – I assume you was at uh, either M2 or Nittany Lion today, right? Yes, sir. How did how did that go for you, man? Well, how, well how was I had a great day of training. Um, feeling good. My weight's good. Uh, I get to com- compete this Sunday, so starting to taper back, getting ready to compete at the Ultimate Duels Sunday. Um, yeah, you know, of course, M2 always has a stacked team. Uh, that's, that's always a pretty – Kind of. That's always a good tournament and leading up to the, uh, the, uh, you know, the trials and all and opens and things like that. Uh, when you, when you're not like wrestling, like what, what are some other things that, that, that occupies you, man? Like I know you, you, you seem like you wrestle a lot. Like what are some things that just you do just for fun? Yeah, I, I like to hang out with with some of the guys on the team, and, and we all kind of have some some different hobbies. So. Uh, we all like to be outside a lot, outdoors. Um, a lot of us are big into hunting. I'm a big hunter um, and, and fishing and stuff like that. Um, but, like, now in the summertime, we go uh, – it's a lot to do here in State College. So, we like to go to the lakes and stuff and, and fish and, and boat around. So, it, it's a nice area. Go on hikes and stuff. But, I mean, a lot of it is traveling for wrestling and things. But we always – there's always a little bit of a refresher getting outside. That's what I really like to do. Sound like you're kind of stuffy, man. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, getting over a cold. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's to to be expected nowadays. Uh, so, 
one of the questions I want I want to ask you, and I know you're you've outgrown it, but uh, of course Pennsylvania being a powerhouse state that it is, uh, what do you think about the kind of debacle between the uh, whole uh, middle school PJW and Keystone tournament and stuff like that? What what's your take on all that? I don't know a whole bunch about it, and I haven't really thought about it too much, but I think. Uh, I think it's a cool opportunity to be able to wrestle two, two state tournaments. Um, so guys are, are going to see each other different weekends. That cool guy doesn't win one weekend, they get another opportunity to, to win again. But um, I, I don't know. I guess it can be also viewed as like it kind of waters it down. And and uh, so I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird situation. I don't know how I'd – if I had to go back, I'd say that I'd probably prefer just one state tournament. So there's like one state champ, but – uh, I can also see where it could be a benefit to, to kind of helping kids uh, uh, get another opportunity to compete in that. And I think it's a good opportunity for, for kids to, to kind of grow. I mean, it gives them another chance to wrestle in a really tough tournament. The state of Pennsylvania will always be tough. Uh, so I imagine that a lot of those kids that, that win the PJWs will probably wrestle in the Keystone as well just a couple of weeks later. So I, I don't really know if it has that much of an effect. Yeah, for sure. When you hit that wrestling room at Penn State uh, next year, what do you do? You feel like you're going to be able to get in that lineup? Do you feel like it's going to kind of be like the man, like starting out? Like, where, where do you feel like you stack up uh, amongst the wrestlers around your weight? Yeah, I think that um, I stack up with them very, very well. But it's like one of those things where it's like talking with the coaches, coaches and things, figuring that stuff out. Whether I'm going to redshirt or not. Um, just don't really know at this at this time yet, um, but I'm just gonna gonna be ready and uh, to go compete next year and when the time comes, if, if I'm needed, I'll, I'll be ready to roll. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're talking about like hunting. What, like, what was? I, I think you. I think it was the day of the surge. I think you're in Colorado hunting, right, or something like that. Yeah, well. Yeah, you really go out that far. I mean, you must love to do it. Tell me a little bit about that trip. Like, what did you shoot anything? Yeah, I, I did. Um, yeah, it was a really unique experience just getting uh, to kind of drive out west and, and see some some different things I haven't got to see before. Um, so actually, it was the day after Super Thirty Twos. Uh, I drove back home and then left right away to go out to Colorado for for about two weeks, uh, just under two weeks, and. It was a really unique experience. Uh, just awesome seeing some of that landscape and things. Um, and it was kind of nice just take a little bit of a vacation, get, taking time off from wrestling, kind of let my body recover and things like that. So it, it was a good little mental reset, but uh, I was really eager to get back and get back on the mat. Obviously, Super 32s didn't go the way I wanted to, but um, just kind of used it as a learning experience and got back back in there and started scrapping again. And, think um it's made me a better wrestler because of it um how important is that for just wrestlers who are just in it just like you and very dedicated to just have that time to decompress and just be with yourself and do something you love i think it's super important um i think uh overtraining is something that's pretty overlooked um i think it's good good way to kind of just reset and, and make sure you're healthy firing all cylinders if you can't train uh, 100% all the time, because uh, your body will it'll fall apart. Um, 
I think make sure you're you're healthy and and getting the most out of the practices. And you definitely need to get out and, and do those little reset things just to keep yourself in the right mind and 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 so you're able to have those great practices because that'll you'll grow more than just going in every day and beating yourself up. So I think it's huge. Uh, it's something that I've been implementing and been seeing a lot a lot of success and I really believe in it. Uh, I used to work out almost every day and just kind of run yourself into the ground eventually. The body hurts and it's tough to get up and, and keep working out like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I've also, so you're like a two-time Super 32 runner-up and, you know, I know it didn't go the way that you wanted to go, but talk to me a little bit about, you know, the I think you had, was it MJ Gaten in the finals was that who yes. you had. Yeah. Um, where where did you feel like you went wrong in that finals match? Um, I think a lot of it was just kind of uh, match control. Um, I don't, I can't remember a great uh, how it went, but I was leading, gave up a, a takedown at the end of the second period. So I was up, I think two one going into the, going into the second. I go down, I get out, it's 3-1. And then with I in the short time left, I give up takedown, tie at 3-3. I think going back, uh, can't give up takedown short time like that. Um, it, it does happen from time to time, but in, in a match like that, the competitor uh, like Gaten, that, that's that's huge right there. Uh, so then he goes down, he gets out, it's 4-3. Four, four, just kind of going for it. I get taken down again. I get get out. I had to take him down. Um, it's tied to put in overtime. I remember going, getting after it, and I was right on the edge. And edge wrestling is huge. And I tried to bring him back in. Just uh, I tried to bring him back in. Uh, he kind of squared up with me. I just kind of lost lost control of him. So I think just learned uh, to rest the edge and, and like I said, kind of match control. Um, uh, it was something that was pretty important. I mean, if I go into the third period up by two, that that's huge. So it's definitely something to learn from, and, and it was an awesome experience. Um, Super 32 is a, a fun tournament. Got to wrestle in it uh, since elementary school, and, and I think it started out, I don't know how many matches I won when I went there to making the finals twice. It's been pretty cool to watch myself grow, but also um, just competing at that high of a level is it, very fun to me. I don't get to do that too often, and when I have the opportunity to do that, I, I really enjoy it. You know, what I figured out was those California kids, right, you, you really never know much about it because, like, they're all the way across the country, so it's not like yeah. you see them um, in, in different terms. It's like, unless you maybe go over to, like, Doc B's in high school or something like that. Right. So, I mean, because they had uh, they had Gaten, and then, of course, uh Ruiz, who beat my boy Joe in the finals, and it was like, like, like not it's like where these kids come from. It's like what are they, what are they doing over there? And 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 it, it's just like you, you really can't gauge uh, their their the stuff because you're just not there. Like so, it's kind of their they're kind of like their own little secret over in California. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure other than uh, wrestling, yeah, great, but yeah, politically, I wouldn't even want to step foot in California. Uh, <laughs> But that's just on that's on some other stuff, man. I tell you, a, a freaking the way California is, a freaking Democrat here would be a Republican 
over there, man. It's really that bad. But uh, so this talk talk to me a little bit about like your style of wrestling. What 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 kind of wrestler do you consider yourself? I I kind of consider myself like a pressure wrestler. Always kind of putting that guy on the edge and, and just lots of lots of snaps and pulling that guy around, kind of get him racked into me, and then um. Just kind of guy that that always just keeps coming no matter what, and uh, I think it's great style for for freestyle, especially because of making guys stay at the wrestle on the out of bounds line and in college. It I think it'll translate well. They tend to call song a lot quicker in in college, and um, so it's gonna get make guys kind of have to wrestle me. But with those longer college matches, I uh, I think my style is gonna translate very well into that. So of course they've uh, implemented. Um, some uh, kind of some rules and for freestyle uh, being one, I think that if you're on a shot clock and uh, even if you, even if you score, like you're not on the clock, but the person that, that shoots on you and he scores, if you don't even, if you don't score, you still get that one. So it's like a three point swing. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's, I like it personally because um, it encourages that guy to kind of, come after you when, when you're on the shot clock and, and encourages him to score. So uh, it also, like one guy is encouraged to score, but now it's encouraging the other guy to score. So you're going to see a lot of guys really getting after it, I think, in those 30 seconds. So I think that's pretty neat. And um, I kind I, I like it being on the other side of it, knowing that, man, if I take this guy down, I get another point, which if you four him, then that's five points. So that's a big swing in a, in a freestyle match. So I, I really like that new rule. And I, I like the the new out of bounds rule they're kind of implementing it with the the caution. So they give you a step out, and then they'll give the guy a caution one. So if you're shooting them off, and it looks like that guy's really just fleeing, they're gonna uh, give you your one point for step out, but also caution them and give you another one. So I really like both those rules that they're they're implementing this year. Yeah, you know that, that's the one good thing about freestyle. I actually like watching it more than folk style and covering it from a. Uh, highlight wise you really you don't use a lot of video footage because those matches can like end like that i mean especially if you catch somebody in a good a good lace speaking of a lace like what's like the worst lace somebody ever caught you and like the one that just kind of hurt like it was just tight and you knew you were a goner Whew. i i don't know i've been in been in a lot of those <laughs> um match wise i can't remember one in a match i was like man this is super tight um I can remember a couple of times I've been wrestling where I put guys in laces. I was like, well, this guy's, this guy's in danger, you know, this is tight. Yeah. Um, I say in practice, uh, it's probably been wrestling, wrestling with um, probably David. Um, he put me in a couple of laces where, I mean, there's like the bones on my shins been rubbing each other and it just, I know I'm going over it. There's no fighting it. Yeah. You, you got to have like that. Even if you have a good pain tolerance, you're still going. I mean, yeah. especially especially with somebody like him uh, uh, putting one on you. What's it What's it been been like working with David? I mean, it, you know, you're you're training with like a whole freaking like Olympic gold medalist, man. Not not too many people get that uh, opportunity. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, it's been uh, a real cool opportunity, and I'm very thankful for for what he does for me. He's been uh, very open with helping me train and getting to wrestle with him. So I. I think that's really, really neat that I get those opportunities, but it's been, it's been a game changer for me. Um, not only just making me a better wrestler, but also just like breaking down matches and 
better uh, match awareness. Um, just break, especially for freestyle. I mean, like with that wrestling out of bounds and, and the new rules and things, the shot clocks. He's he's helped me a lot in those situations. Yeah, have you you ever been able to score on him? Here and there, every now and again. Um, probably wasn't going his hardest, but here and there I get sneak a couple on him. You know. Yeah, I feel like once you kind of get that uh that year of college wrestling, and he's probably going to turn it up on you. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. He's so sounds oh, pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, of course, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Dalton Perry. He's a kid that's gonna be on my podcast soon. Uh, what you don't see a lot of is uh, freshmen that commit to a college early. Early. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, good for him. It, it's shocking, very shocking that he did it. But uh, what do you think about that? Just that whole commitment early to Penn State. Maybe, I mean, it's like he knows where he wants to be at. Yeah, I think it shows. Um, I think it shows coaches that he's very dedicated to that program. Um, since I ever met Dalton, I've known him for quite a while. I, I know that he's always wanted to go there, and I think just him deciding, hey, I don't even want to deal with the other guys recruiting me. This is where I want to go. I, I think that shows a, um, how much he really wants to be there, and I think that's probably uh best decision for him at this point. I mean, he's he's going to be tough. He's going to be real tough, and uh, I think it's pretty unique. Not many people do it, so um, I think he's going to make the most of it and, and do very well. What do you, uh, what do you th- what do you think about the whole? So uh, I was watching John Mark Bentley. He's the head wrestling coach at Appalachia State, and okay. like it's kind of like he kind of brought up Dalton's situation on a recent episode of the Flow Podcast about uh, like for a kid to be able to commit like that. It's like are, are these kids going on campus and are you know? And I'm not saying that any school's breaking a rule. But he's kind of he's kind of in his eyes he's like if these kids are committing this early, what what are they being influenced by? You know, do you think they do you think kids are being influenced negatively or kind of in a way of, of being able to go to a, a college these days? Like, what's your thought on that? Um, I really don't think they're being influenced. Um, I think like especially in Dalton's case, he he knows that's where he wants to go. He wants to be a high level wrestler, and that's wants to win national titles and that's Penn State's where you go to do that. So I think that's kind of a no brainer for him. Um yeah. I don't really I'd say so. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> yeah, that's just a no brainer. Um yeah, I... there's a lot of a lot of situations that uh I probably don't know about, but um I think just guys knowing where they want to go is I mean, when I was a freshman in high school I pretty much knew where I wanted to go. Um, I still went through the recruiting process a little bit, just kind of look at some other options if there were any. And um, I, I don't really think that, that it's a bad thing. I think um, once a kid has his mind made up and that's where he wants to go, I think he should commit himself there and, and get after it um, and continue to, to work to, to get to that place. Um, but I, I also don't think looking at your options is bad either. I just think when – when you know, you'll know, and whatever that looks like for you, I think you're you're the person, the only person who can make that decision. Yeah, it, it's funny when you talk about uh, when I just brought that up. So you know, you know Joe Seeley, you know that's my boy. He he 
once June fifteenth comes, his phone's going to start blowing up with colleges, and and he just goes out and does this like training at Iowa with his with his friend Gabe Arnold, and he he pops up on a couple like uh, I don't know Instagrams, Facebooks, and I I I tell you, I probably got like calls from like four or five different coaches. Is he going to go to Iowa? Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, how it was really bad. Like, I mean, it, they were like, I, they were texting me. I'm like, dude, like, uh, he just, he's just like Joe's the type of kid. He's just going to go and like, hey, you want to go wrestle at whatever college for a weekend? He's going, yeah, you know, like yeah. that's just how this is really weird. Like how everybody gets like all bent out of shape over over little things. I guess that's just the the competitive nature of coaches and wanting to get the best athletes. Um, so talk to me just kind of like a little bit about what, but like between now and not ultimate club duels, but Vegas, like what are the most important things that you, that you need to kind of make sure that you hit on, you know, to make you be in the best position to compete in uh, Vegas? Yeah. Just staying consistent with my training, uh, making sure my weight's under control. Um, really, really isn't too much of a problem for me. Um, not real, real big for 74 kilos, but um, I walk around like 170, so it's not that bad of a cut. Um, but just, yeah, staying consistent with my training, making sure my weight's under control, nutrition, just all work's been put in. And so there's not much you can do at this point being uh, a little bit under two weeks out. So um, I think travel too, traveling smart, traveling a couple of days before getting there, being smart with my workouts once I get there. I think those will, those will all be important. Uh, getting good warm ups in, just all, all things that that most wrestlers um, implement. But like I said, the work's been put in. Um, it's not really not going to change anything two weeks out. So, yeah, what what are your struggles? Like, what do you struggle with that you know that you need to kind of get a grip on um, as you start to prepare for higher level of wrestling? I don't know if I have like. Struggles. I mean, there's areas I need to improve upon, but I, I, I want to necessarily call them struggles. Um, I think to keep on improving, I just need to get get um, keep on getting in the room and, and working through positions with with my partners and, and the coaches. I think for freestyle parterre, I need to keep working working there. Um, in folk style, I think mat wrestling's huge in in college, so uh, I think working on a, a good Good turn series is important, which I already have a pretty good one that, that I've been working on. But I think those those aren't necessarily struggles, but I think that there's things we can improve upon. And I mean, just constantly getting better, one percent every day. Um, so I don't really think there's any struggles, but it's definitely things we can improve upon. You uh, are you ever going to go back to the, uh, the the buzz cut that you had at uh, 2020 Super 32? I mean, you got a mop head, yeah. man. I might. I'm like, we'll see what happens. Uh, that that was that's kind of like a couple of days before. I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get a haircut. And they're like, huh, what do you want? I was like, just take it all off. <laughs> I, like, I, I I assume is that ever kind of getting away like of a little bit or? Uh, not really. I'm kind of used to it at this point. Wrestling with long hair. I mean, any any guys. I'm there's a lot of guys who wrestle with long hair now. I don't think that was. I really wasn't too much of a thing. Uh, yeah. a while ago but now you see it more and more um just something you kind of get get used to uh wrestling every day with it i mean it doesn't doesn't yeah. really affect me yeah i guess you well 
guess a freestyle, of course, you don't use headgear, but that's kind of like the signature you, like in, in a sense of like, I mean, every every picture I've ever seen, it's just boom, got the, got the mop head going. Uh, so besides like, uh, like what is your like ultimate, like, uh, like achieve, what do you want to achieve? Like when, before your body says, Hey man, it's time to, it's time to let this go. Yeah. Definitely win the Olympics. I mean, it's the pinnacle of wrestling. Um, been dreaming about it since I was a little kid. Um, so that's definitely, uh, what I want to do. Um, so just keep on working towards it. Um, but I'd like to win some NCAA championships along the way. So that, that'd be pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I think that that Olympic gold medal is like the, the pinnacle of wrestling. That's that's what I want to get to. You know, I got to ask you this: you, you, ever, you have you ever thought about like MMA or anything like that? Especially since Bo Nichols right beside you guys up there at M two with a with a yeah. whole American Top Team. Yeah, I definitely thought thought about fighting. I think uh, kind of like I like watching fights, and I think it'd be maybe something to look into eventually. But I definitely want to wrestle internationally for. For a while and it's pretty tough on your body so i i don't know yet i don't know about getting punched in the face i think i'd like punch people in the face but i don't know how i feel about getting punched back yeah well you just got to work on that defense honestly if you go to that sport you're gonna get punched it's, yeah you're gonna get punched you up. uh you do you keep up with it any a little bit here and there i like to i like to go watch the fights when i don't usually i usually fall asleep though for the main cards because it's how late they are but uh, I, I do enjoy watching them. Uh, I watch a lot of the highlights the next day and stuff like that. Who, who's who's one of your favorite guys? Um, right now, uh, probably probably Peter Yan. I really like like Peter Yan. Uh, Usman, I really like him. Um, and before it was Khabib, I really like watching him him fight. Shmaev too. I like him. He had a good one the other night. I love watching him. You know, uh, uh, it's it's scary. Like wa- watching that guy just kind of roll through, like like how he did. I mean, he's got the third ranked guy. He just comes through unranked and beats the guy. Uh, he's he's eyeing like Colby Covington next, who is a guy that I know. And, and I've, quite frankly, <laughs> that matchup between him and uh, Kumzat scares me. I mean, it's the, the guy's good, you know. Uh, yeah. But but it's good watching that stuff. It's good watching. Uh, I like watching the, the the wrestlers who are who wrestled in college NCAA's and they they kind of transitioned into that. Uh, I also think that uh, Henry Cejudo reentered the uh, USADA pool, so I think he's looking to yeah. try to scrap real soon. And I've always liked watching him wrestle. Uh, so, anyways, man, I know you're kind of busy. Won't take too much more of your time. Uh, before I let you roll, you got any parting words, man? Just kind of any words of advice or anything you kind of say to some of the people to kind of want to be in your position yeah i'd just say uh just kind of kind keep it in perspective um take it a day at a time and and nothing's too big to achieve you know uh i never i didn't see a whole lot of success when i first started wrestling but um just kept working hard and and enjoy enjoy the process um in between um you look back and be like man i put in my best effort and that's more satisfying than, than winning anything yeah, for sure, man. Well, hey, um, I'll probably see you in two weeks. I'll be there in uh, in Vegas, and uh, congrats and uh, you know 
everything you've achieved so far. Um, I mean, you rank number one in the country for a reason. That's your uh, your hard work that you put in. And uh, again, like I I know you're probably going to be in the process of making your make, making a world team again as a junior. So uh, appreciate your time and good luck with everything you got coming up. Awesome, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Mm-hmm.